Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you guys know the creeps of the week already? Well, there's a few things to talk about this week. Okay. Because we've been inundated with the world's most boring documentary that I did attempt to watch and it's over two and a half hours long. It's <gasps> David Blaine floating uh, through the sky. Sorry, that's a documentary. Nothing happens. Yeah. I'm just going to let that one sit down on the floor. Oh, absolutely. Literally nothing at all. So many people sent it to us. They're like, I think they were like, look, look, it's Launcher Larry 2.0. How dare he? No. I think there's been a lot of people feeling protective of Launcher Larry and thinking, fuck you, Blaine. Yeah. Like, has he made any mention of the fact that this is an homage to a far greater feat that was already accomplished? accomplished? You're right. He hasn't. And then he could just keeps recalling back to the film Up, which, of course, was based on Lawn Chair Larry. <sighs> yeah. Get to the origins of the story. Oh, my God. Put like, yourself back in a block of ice. He did, though, the opening. So right. Right. No, the favor. box over the... Over over London. That was the best one. Eat your tomatoes so people throw at you again. <laughs> he, the whole documentary opens with him and his daughter. He is a very unusual man. And Absolutely. he has a very unusual way. And even his daughter doesn't quite know <laughs> how to react when he I says... I didn't know he had... didn't know he procreated. Well, here's what the cold thing is. He was decided he'd stop the maximum danger stunts when she was a small baby. And I think six years or so have passed and she's old enough now to have a dead father. <laughs> that's what, it, that's oh, kind of I love what's it. happening. Daddy so, Dave. He's my creep of the week. Oh, savage. He's um, a PFA specialist, you know, that way you can feel him penetrating oh, you yeah, from a YouTube are. channel. Absolutely. He has those dead face, oh man, you know, those people that you start a conversation with at a party and then immediately you're like, Jesus Christ, how do I get out of here? Oh my God. He's 
Yeah. Do you know what it kind of reminded me of as well was the Enduring Love um, movie and book. Do you ever remember? There's some reason, perhaps it was the Lawn Chair Larry episode that we were talking about this sequence. Um, And I was telling you all about the opening bit of this book where there's some people out for like a recreational hot air balloon flight uh, on a nice summer's day and a stra- stray gust of wind takes it up in the air with just a small child in the basket and all these like onlookers rush to hang on to the basket That's and right. drag the balloon back down yeah. until finally there's just one person still hanging on and then he lets go and the image of that guy after he's hit the ground in the movie is Sorry, I swear, this, the last time I was watching it, I was trying to eat spaghetti bolognese and I had to stop eating. Splat. You wouldn't believe the amount of things. And air, I didn't like return to it. Incidents that happened this week, Sophie. Really, this are, week alone. Because what about the child who got whipped up on an elaborate kite during a kiting festival? Yeah, Ooh. just this week. What? Three-year-old. <gasps> horrendously... Now, it goes it, really high. Uh, it is, now that we know she lived, everything's fine. It's hilarious piece of footage altogether. Uh, so she gets whipped up like <laughs> is it Jen? in the air. I'd say, let's say a, a hundred feet maybe, so. <gasps> like everyone, the crowd, like immediately on instinct it seems, gather together like a bunch of ants to form like a human crash barrier beneath her and like oh, follow right, her okay. around. Oh, wow. And then she's... Oh my God. That's it, you see. <gasps> okay. Everything is dangerous. The hack kites are the most is not just floating ever. in the air. It's like flicking her around and around and around. It's unbelievable. So I was watching that and then people were sending Is that she through. holding on or is she caught She got in it? caught up in a load of the, you know, this, like in, they put kites up now in invisible wires. So oh just my. like, oh my God. And the crowd got her. Yeah. They Jesus got her. They got her. Christ. I know, yeah. Oh my God. And for the third incident of aeronautical uh, incidents, uh, uh. let me get my Sorry, stuff Sorry, my here. YouTube sidebar is just like straight away like, hey, what about watching this documentary on the loneliest animals in nature? Oh God. The last living pair. And look at the thumbnail image. Who it's are just they? this absolute like monster of a beast. What is it? It looks like a turtle has really let itself go, basically. Um, anyway, it looks like the Weinstein of... This is reminding me of... I went climbing yesterday with Rufus. We started going climbing and I just got my kind of like little certificate to, you know, so that I can belay him on the ropes. Okay. And I was doing the Is this first... like a kayaking situation where we all got made kayak constructors one, one summer? Remember that? <laughs> Did you guys do that? <laughs> Literally everybody in the class. Literally everyone. You didn't even have to do anything. Just look and be able to like identify that and you yes, all got that's a kayak. And then people that's are like, the by all means, thing instruct people, you two. So I think we were in Delphi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Delphi. But like, I put him on the rope, right? And like, send him off up the wall, happy days. And just as he was reaching the top of the climb, and it's the first time he's reached the top, like, and not kind of wanted to stop halfway. He was like, I'm finally doing it, I reached the top. And I suddenly got this flash panic of like, did I even tie that fucking rope to him? I was just going through the motions as is all parenthood. You could easily have, st- uh, have stopped his fall with your physical body. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's an easy plus kids. <laughs> but you know, my aim wouldn't be great. Wouldn't be ideal. Anyway, look, long story short, I had tied him to the harness. TG. So TG. Here, third incident, right? Okay. Sorry, I'll stop talking in about four seconds. From Pilot you're supposed to talk. reports <laughs> seeing guy in jetpack at 3,000 feet. Okay. So the FBI, this happened Wednesday. I mean. The, the FBI is inve- investigating following the sighting from two pilots on two separate flights near Los Angeles International Airport. So. Um, Why were the planes down so low? Or were they, they on were their landing. way up? Ah. They were coming or going. So several US blah, blah, blah. So in the recording, one pilot says, Tower, America, 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Control response, America, 1997. Okay, were they off to your left or right-hand side? And he says, off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so. Left? Our what the altitude. fuck does left mean when you're in midair? I know. <laughs> we just saw a guy pass us in a jetpack. Another Class. plane. Use caution is what the I'd advice I'd love to get a delivery bag on something. <laughs> Like just, just <laughs> fucking, just some guy absolutely nailing his deliveries. Oh, oh yeah. no, the poor delivery man. I know Why? the milkshake spilling all inside of them. Oh, no. I was actually talking about the hit and run. Oh fuck! No, right. we have to. This is a oh god. That, is that god. did that happen? Yes, there was a big he died. protest. <gasps> yeah, he died. It was death. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I've guy. just been not on the internet <laughs> this week. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Fuck. This R. is a bit to cut. And they're doing the Lord's work. They are. No, we can keep this in. Like that was an honest mistake i'm sorry no no um so anyway they this guy and then i was like what happened to jetpacks <laughs> it's impossible to come back from that that was incredibly sad what happened what to that happened guy to jetpack? the jetpack guy so they just he was just jetting around minding his own beeswax at three thousand feet if it was elon musk taking the baby out for a walk of course it was and it was just like out, just out of view was the little pram with the jetpack <laughs> so it, then I was like, what happened to jetpacks? Yeah. So you can still buy one for 350 grand. But there's some... Pocket very, change, eh? Pocket change. It's, so I'll get one after... Can we expense one for the creep second-hand Tesla. I was like, how, long, how many months of years would I have to... If I saved up all my creep money, would I be able to buy that Tesla? <laughs> the second-hand one or the first? The, no, no, the second-hand second one. The 40 grand? Yeah, just at four years, I think. I just ah, said. that's just one month of Patreon, really. If you'd all guess... I can get on it and give us your money. Just get on anyway, it. Anyway, you can buy one. They are available, but they kind of went out of fashion a bit. Do you a know Tesla what? Went or jet into pack. fashion. The water jetpacks, the ones you can do on your hollybox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried See to look them. for some disasters. I'd, I ha- There's no <laughs> disasters involving them. I couldn't find anything funny. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Anyway, that's my. Perhaps I'll you don't have talking. a crochet hook on you, do you? Oh um, I have. I do have my craft box down the. In Is this. that a euphemism? No. no. Well, I, I might actually, I might be able to wing it for a little while. I might just borrow it in a sec. That is the most craft, inter- creep dive You mean that's the most creep dive interlude ever. Awesome. Um, oh, well, the, okay. I've got creeps of the week, courtesy of listener Killian, uh, who. Cillian. Um, Cillian. <laughs> Cillian Murray. Oh, Hiya. very close to Killian Murphy. That must be annoying. <laughs> People are like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Killian Murray. Luckily, they're like, sorry, what did you say? Murphy? Killian Murphy. Luckily, he's not an aspiring actor. Okay, this whole article is just so brilliantly written as well. Now, did you guys come across these two? Headline, wife, quote, always suspected husband of having sex with his mother. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. What? 
And then there's like, <laughs> there's Dan first. The wife who found her husband having sex with his mother on their couch always suspected something was on between oh them. Oh God, go for it. Go on, this is brilliant. Now, it's so good that all they've really managed to round up of this guy, the motherfucker. Can pause just for a second? Sure. I think there's a ringing. A ringing? I might be insane. Oh, sorry, you were making motions. Yeah, I and like, then I thought, actually, Hi. she's just waving. Okay. I was like, <laughs> Hi. Is there a ringing? Or am I? Because I have been hearing ringing in my ear. It's in your ears. Oh, it's so cute. Beep, 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 beep. It is there. No, no, it's not there, but there's this one's very loud. Oh. I'm just at the point where, like, Same the mental toll of thinking physically, you know? Oh, God, listening to everybody. Have you not? Are you worried about going back? Just so many things. Yeah. You know, my best friend's mom is dying in the hospital. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, she was like my second mom. Very sad. Oh, life. What a joy it is. With With their mom. So you're still in the wheelhouse of this week's creeps. We are just flying from pillar to post here. It's (laughs) grimness. It's real life drama to Americana drama. Okay, so the, all they've been able to round up in terms of kind of visual stuff of this motherfucker, um, Tony, uh, is clips and stills of him from this Christmas video. So he's just in all the articles, like oh, wearing God. a little Santa hat. Is that his mom? Um, with his beard. That is the mom. Yeah, Cheryl. Yeah. Or Cheryl. Why are we looking at them? How? Why are the incestuous couples never hot? They're well, never hot people. I think it's the option issue. Yeah, that you don't really. No way. If it's been offered not, to you, you don't have to. Well, that's it. Look inside. Look your house. inside <laughs> your house. <laughs> Bumble's not working for me, so I'm just no, gonna open the door. I'm just gonna lower down. Where you eat. I'm gonna lower down my location to just <laughs> my home. Not <laughs> done. Two of a kilometer. Okay, so basically, Laurie is the Cheryl's wife. Available. Cheryl is Ma Cheryl, and Tony Lavoie Jr. is the motherfucker. So basically, they were all living in the same house, which obviously, you know, current climbs very common. Very, a lot of people living with their in-laws. Mm-hmm. So everyone, keep your eyes peeled, and don't be looking at your hot. 63-year-old mother, Tony. Tony. Um, so basically the wife just walked in on uh, Ch- Cheryl naked oh. on top of her son, Tony, in on the, the couch communal in the living area. room of the communal boarding house where all three live. What? So it's so grotty. Messy. It's grotty. Tony Lavoie, 43. Later told police the sex just happened. Right. After they began kissing while playing a video game and then removing each other's clothes. So oh that my God, is, I actually feel physically ill. I know. It's me go as well. I think it's the image, having the literal picture of them. It's oh. giving me a powerful no. I just don't know why her on top as well is like real It's the, the fully nude option as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know, nothing in here but a pair of old elephant skins writhing on a couch. 
But and then so you're one fiance so, of Tony. So anyway, walks the wife in. walked in, right? Now her and Tony had been like not getting on great, were a bit estranged, and apparently she just saw what she'd always suspected, confirmed vividly and fluence oh, right God. in front of her, and she walked straight through the living room up to her own bedroom, where she called the police on them. Because is it illegal? In this state where they are, believe it's Massachusetts. I think it's Massachusetts. Scrolling quickly. Where is it? Anyway, it's America. Something wrong with America, all right? Yeah, Massachusetts. We know, we know. It's um, it's illegal there. So the police officer, Mark Caddy, arrived and uh, he uh, took statements. Um, There was some kind of like special like a sort of element of the report that isn't being reported in the media but like is a particular detail so and it's just referred to as an intimate question right so the officer says to um Laurie you know when he's taking her statement she gives him this kind of intimate detail Okay. That will like seemingly now, kind on, of Laurie, confirm. She's the wife. Yeah. That will seemingly kind of confirm what's taken place. Something on the mother's tit or something. Or like maybe a particular type of sex act oh, that they're doing. Dear. I'm not oh. sure. But but the fact that it's not being specified is just leaving my mind open to all kinds of horrors. I don't know if you could see whether, it, what type of sex act it was. I mean, if you walk in, what are you seeing in the flash? You're just seeing kind of general directions. People are yeah, facing you wouldn't in. stop there and be like, "There's be the spread eagle." Or oh whatever. God, yeah. sixty nine would be could, so grim. But, but then, like on top with sixty nine, oh, that's got to be one of the worst things to to I'm depending on which because they're not on their you, side. Yeah, and like what angle you walked into oh, the room at oh, is going to be oh, particularly God. like. Actually, there's no good there's angle no to good walk angle. in to see your mother in law on top of your husband. No. Oh God! Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. What be the side worst. would you prefer to come in on? I think I'd prefer side side angle. Side angle. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, oh, that's so gross. gross. So yeah, yeah. So I think side, side angle is the safest. Yeah. Why? Because you're just seeing bare well, like, arse pumping. Or no, if you're if they're sixty-nining, and then the, if you walk in, Ooh, if you walk in his that feet, undercarriage. Wait, you're gonna you're seeing gonna her, you're gonna make eye things. contact with your mother-in-law, but you're literally seeing her suck his dick. But the opposite, oh, the is opposite to go side walk in the other way is your eye contact with the anus. I'll take the other way. You want Would anus? You? Then go. you're kind of gonna make backwards eye contact with your husband. Yeah, I'd rather that than see my seeing his eyes roll to the back of his head. I would oh, rather no. see that. No. I think I'd be oh, like, God, no, no, I'm on the other side of this fence. Really? No, I want the. They will say that for your side, you wouldn't immediately. You probably wouldn't immediately recognize your mother-in-law from that angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless so you that's always benefit. suspected, as Laurie has. What does that even mean? That she always thought there was something a bit ick. Why? Even though she did go all the way into marrying this guy with worries that there was something ick. So the him fact and that we mom. are reading this and I've just seen a picture of them means they've been. Arrested charged. and charged with felony incest. Yes. And they've all been asked about the intimate question. But what is it? Do you not know? No, that's what I'm saying. Damn. There's some element to this that is only being referred to as the intimate question. That's what I mean. Is it like, is it about the position? 
Is it, were they doing something extra weird? So like, how did I don't she, know how you get extra weird from mother-son sex. But how but. did she prove? How did they prove? So she well, says, they're just having sex. And then the police arrive. They're like, no, it weren't. No, because they're all admitting it. Oh. Like your man, Tony Jr. is like, yes, we did have sex. It just happened. And then of course when Officer Katie was like, but how did it just happen? He was like, I don't know. It just happened. And then... Officer Katie says, I asked him if they had clothes on. He said, no, we took off each other's clothes. Uh, uh, God. Gross. And then he insists that it was the first time we have ever done anything like Bullshit. this. What a coinkadink. That someone should walk in the first time. Yeah. Totally. Chances. That chances of that. Unlikely. What video game were they playing that it then escalated to incest? Some crash sex based. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Notoriously horny. Pokemon Go or something? Pokemon. 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 Oh, oh, very good. I thought you were going to say Pokemon. Go fuck your mom. <laughs> See, this is why Sophie is very good at this and why you shouldn't start a sentence till you know the ending in your head. <laughs> Cheryl absolutely agrees that the sex was consensual. That's mom. Oh, well, that's positive. Look that's at this a, picture of Cheryl away. here. Somebody get that dog away from her. I just Look. don't think that she should be in charge. She of looks perfectly nice. Sultry little. Creatures. Do you know what she looks like, Sophie? Little minx. She looks like a knitter. She does. She totally does. She's knitting tea cozies, though. She's no knitting, way. Yeah, she's knitting like household objects and they're going to be everywhere. Oh, when she was asked about the incident, she said, Well, myself and my son have gotten a lot closer over the last few months. And we just had sex after we were kissing. <laughs> Look, she wasn't dressing that up at all. <laughs> no attempt. Were they asked if it was the first time? She said, yes, it was. And confirmed the extent of the sexual activity. I'm telling you, there was something going on that was beyond even your average incest. I'm telling you, it's yeah, all, there's all signs I here, isn't there? What are you suggesting here? What do you think? Pegging. <laughs> All right. So anyway, listen, Laurie, the woman has been like, right. I've asked people to recognize that I'm now this separated so from this individual. So many disgusting. people I'm listen so to this podcast. I'm sorry. You for you. If there's any, we know that there's definitely a mother daughter who listen. That Remember we met them in Galway. Yeah. I don't know now whether the mother uh, actually was. Why have we mentioned them now? How uncomfortable for each of them Because I'm about to just listening. shout out to everyone who listens with their family. Hey, uh. my teachers. <laughs> and all of Sarah's many teachers who listen. Who Sarah has to transcribe these me feel <laughs> <laughs> And to answer a short quiz as a part of her TY work experience. <laughs> Definition of pegging. Stop. <laughs> now that actually is illegal. Now that's getting <laughs> cut. Um, anyway, that's our creeps of the week. I'm sorry, be. Sarah. It's gotta be. Okay, um, they win. I'm glad that we're starting like on such a low ebb because. Oh yeah, I feel so desperately <laughs> uncomfortable. It's just gotten so dirty. No, I have the story equivalent of some Hanny Sani to just Beautiful. purge us after that. Mine, so mine's a fun one. Will we? Will we have a brief touch upon? <laughs> also creep of the week Bellathorn before we get into it yeah so this is interesting this is fascinating right everyone in the world is angry at Bellathorn because either 
you were a sex worker who was using OnlyFans and they now have new rules and that's impacted your livelihood or you were someone that Bella Thorne promised nudes to and you didn't get your nudes. Everyone is pissed so off. So no Except happy. for Bella Thorne who made two million dollars in two weeks on OnlyFans. But she has to refund. Well, OnlyFans has to refund people. Wow. So I don't know if she's she yeah she must have but it was worth it for the publication and how many times everyone in the world has said only fans in the last week and a half absolutely now Bella Thorne has always been a bit of an arsehole (laughs) do tell I remember getting into some documentary about her I was like man no offence now if you're listening and you are what I'm about to describe (laughs) But Bella Thorne is the, in my mind, was the iconic kid who was homeschooled. Oh, 100%. I mean, she was a Disney star, so she definitely wasn't properly socialized. I know there there are parents now listening who have, might have been tempted because of the COVID shitstorm with school to take on homeschooling. But be warned. Who uh, who in hell went through COVID and said, I might do this full time. I um, I fucking love this shitstorm. I um, have never, never seen Bella Thorne it's Disney tits. thing before. Shake also not her tits. Shake it up. Never heard of it. Is that Zendaya she's with in that yes. program? Zendaya's fabulous, but she did Euphoria. She's transitioned into adult content. Brilliant TV show. <laughs> Bella Thorne. The other side of adult content. Uh, Touche. Um, so she <laughs> decided, saying that she was researching for a film, that she would see what it's like to work as a sex worker and therefore set up an OnlyFans account. This was her excuse. Okay. And then everyone was like, but OnlyFans, you have to use your, you know, your platforms to promote it or whatever. So like the minute she created an OnlyFans, she just advertised it on her social channels to millions of people and made two million quid. How does this negatively affect others who are using OnlyFans? So then OnlyFans came in and put a limit. Market saturation or something. Yeah, so they, well, yeah, first of all, it's distracting away from their content or whatever. And then secondly, OnlyFans changed the terms of use for the site. So they put a cap on, um, they put a cap on what they could charge for PPV Pay-per-view photos. Okay. So it had been like. Hers were $200, am I right? Yeah, and now the cap is like 50 or something. She sold them as nudes and they weren't? She told people, people were messaging and she said, are they nudes? And she was like, yeah, nudes, totally nudes. And what were they? Do we know? She's like in a bikini or something. (gasps) Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I don't think there was even like a bit of nudie. That's terrible. Who are the people? Now, on Bella's horn. Paying for Bella's tits. Do you know the way everyone's got one smaller tit? Do you know the way? Yeah, not really. Because like, like both of mine are just very small. Are yours? Okay. <laughs> but like I've got really small tits, but then one of them is kind of almost in the minus. You mm. know? Yeah. They're not symmetrical. They're recovering from breastfeeding at the moment, so they're a bit bigger than usual. But basically, they're not symmetrical, right? And so you, you've definitely got like a slight difference in your tit size. Now, Bella Thorne was dressing for the red carpet recently enough and spotted a dress that performed a function that nobody knew any dress should ever perform, which is, what? look at that. Weird. Accentuated. One tit. <laughs> two tit size difference. Massively. Like that is a very poorly designed dress or else Bella Thorne has like 
genuinely one massive tit and one very tiny well we'll never know because she didn't put anything up on her only fans can we put this in black and white on our creep dive uh... I think that's body shaming herself but it's dress shaming not body stupid dress this is a very poorly designed dress but it is true you know you're right about the tit we should be kind of highlighting our weird bits oh absolutely totally well I'm I'm never not but that's it more of that Bella less of the I don't fucking know. Who is she anyway? She's a young actress. She's really young. As she apologised. Uh, her apology was shockingly bad, right? Uh, but she didn't care. She, she didn't just took the money and... She said went. she was donating the money to... I things. love that because they never do and then there's never any fun. No one's going to like, audit also donating the money torn. to any charities is total bollocks because it's the individual livelihoods of sex workers that she's fucked up. Yeah, she said, I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely of a chance to normalize the stigmas and trying in trying to do this, I hurt you. I've risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex, sex work porn and the natural hatred people spew. Um, then she said, I'm in trying to do this, I hurt you. Um, I wrote and directed porn against the high brows of my peers and managers because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex. I'm a mainstream face and when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use it in helping others and advocate for something bigger than yourself. Again, in this process, I hurt you. And for that, I am truly sorry. It's like, stupid because she could have become a dollars. Uh, she could have become a high profile customer of OnlyFans. Do you know? Yeah. If you wanted to achieve that, Bella. So but where did she, she didn't want to achieve that? She, she wanted too many quid. By not being nude in her pay-per-view. Is that the fuck up here? I think the biggest fuck up is just being a fucking massive fish and going into this and small blowing pond everyone and the water. blowing everyone okay. in the water. Okay. And being Obviously, like, that's I'm Bella Thorns and I don't... Here are my titties. Pay no. me money. Yeah. Like, so it is sort of... I've got some A-list titties. So like... It's, it's just, why we don't go on OnlyFans. It's not fair. It's not, not fair. fair. Okay. You're so right. <laughs> I think like I think I could make a killing on there because I think there is a major market for that kind of asymmetry asymmetry three like three sort of three little things have sucked the absolute life out of them yeah they look kind of like an empty nylon stocking just mm-hmm. lying atop a rib cage nothing like, people need that I think you maybe Cheryl totally and your man like it's very her niche son were just making content for OnlyFans lads <laughs> they're, they're the things that you would find if you just dug a little remember I talk about the old soiled underwear business plan of course yeah, but then yeah. there's tons of other stuff there too there's soiled brassiers from lactating pe- lactating people there's a whole market for lactate lactate I'd say there is a really niche market for like the soiled it's not underpants niche. of podcasters it's huge <laughs> oh sorry that's yeah. niche I'd say yeah because right? there's been a lot of sitting when you're podcasting oh absolutely you could be like <laughs> I did three back to back recordings soiled myself over the creep dive <laughs> I love when Cassie goes there because it's so exciting. Like we are over there all the time. It's been like she just puts her head in. She comes like Bella Thornhead at OnlyFans, and we're like, "Hello, hi, Cassandra." Uh, I listened to more Joe Rogan this week. Of course (laughs) you did. (laughs) This week's episode was my took you the whole week to listen to. Did see a little clip of that. Where I she would not recommend the really? dynamics very strange. Joe Rogan goes into like hyper dad mode Ooh. and is like fangirlingly excited by it. it's just wrong. It, it, it 
it didn't work for me. It didn't work. I did see uh, a snippet where they were watching some. Oh, they were watching a clip of uh, Kennedy Davenport on RuPaul. That's right. And she was like, Kennedy, yes. And he was like, do you not think they all look the same? And she's like, that's what I think when I watch your show. <laughs> and I was like, good on Miley. Excellent, Miley. Yeah, she does a lot of uh, RuPaul chat. That just made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Why? Because I felt like... It's kind of like appropriating... Yeah, she's doing all the language and the stuff. And yeah, I did feel like that's a bit... It just sounded a bit naff. Yeah. Do you know? She's been on it a good few times. She loves it. She does love it. That's cool. Are are you allowed... It is kind of weird though to sort of use the Terminology. Yeah, like I would feel weird using the language. But sometimes as well, like it's been so appropriated by mainstream that like you'd be unknowingly... Uh, appropriating drag speak do you know the way sometimes like I was just slips into the lexicon of just everybody well totally that's just what happens to all of that's how language works yeah Yeah, but it is also how the kind of appropriating of like sort of minority sort of slang works too because then they shove the actual minority that originated it all the way out of the picture and then you just think that you came up with yes yeah exactly I hate saying that. I've never said it out loud. I I've never said it out loud. Can I do that. Now, let's but, you know, wade out can, of this territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people can. I'm That's out. fine. It's just an opinion. Blah, blah, blah. I did fucking love uh, the last season of Drag Race, though. Didn't uh, see it. And I The last season of Drag Race was incredibly strong. Didn't oh. we cover uh, on the, the last dive? season of Cherry All Pie. Stars? Cherry Pie. All Stars or is it Cherry Pie? Cherry. Cherry Pie. Uh, the last season of All Stars even stronger it was um, phenomenal you could have had any any three of the top win truly I'm I'm in I'm in community knee deep no I fucking I know. hate that show there's I no know. women in that show there is but they're it's all it's the Joe Rogan of sitcoms I, look it's part of my gig at the moment I'm <laughs> sorry very don't mean to hate it heavily involved you responsible for but it. you're right it is it is the it's Joe Rogan fucking, thing oh it's like the big it's like Big Bang Theory Joe Rogan fucking circle jerk it's, worse. Not it's a fucking, worse than the Big Bang Theory it's, it's way worse it's worse um, but Chevy Chase is in it okay and it, as it turns out he is a huge dickhead and always has been. Definitely and then, has and been. And then I, I, I kind of knew that going into the show. But then when you know something about all the cast hating one of the leads, it just makes it really satisfying to watch. Understanding the, or giving, it, oh, that, yeah, that's the, scratching the an itch. And being like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So people hate one of the leads in community. You know, do you know who Chevy Chase is? You see what? Let's just not. What? Let's Hold not on. say we did. So, weird. so mm. who has crazy. His, so are you bringing us a good? Cr- what time are we at here? Uh, uh, Thirty-five minutes. Okay. Oh, so you give us your creep. What do you have? Um, I have a a a, a problematic cult ish cult. Is it probably a little bit stern? I have a problematic. <laughs> Uh, she's not uh, a centre religious leader that Julia Roberts really liked Ooh. Uh, I have a really important hive that I was thinking we t- we texted before we arrived and I was like look uh, this I don't know it's a clo- it's a hometown Murray it's rained Murray it's the story of <laughs> Trying to keep it's it like, in oh, God, it oh. just teases it I'm just going to give it to you now but the point here is Friday the 3rd 
Yesterday. What day is today? Thursday. The Thursday third. the third. Whatever the third of September was was her twenty first anniversary wow. of her death. Still Thank unsolved. God. Still unsolved. So she would have been thirty eight. Yes. Now. Yeah. Or thereabouts. Yeah, two years older than me. So yeah, exactly. And uh, so forty eight. Okay, thank you, Cassie. Uh, So this is an important, very timely story as well. And I know we have listeners my age and and older, as I discussed with somebody on Instagram too. So there's a call out from the Guardian and everything to jog memory again. Another call out from the family to say, look, if you know anything, it's time to... Someone knows something. Yeah, and the key about now is whoever... So she was... She would be 38 now, which means people her peers and her friends at the time would have kids now right Mm. so they could have kids in their early teens even Mm. older some of them Mm. so then you'd feel like okay those people might have feel a little differently than they did then and there might be yeah who are you protecting now well that's it Mm. they might feel like okay now now is the time because somebody fucking knows something and this took place five minutes away from where I live yeah sure me and Sophie with me and Jen we, we're at the site yeah. of the murder exactly a week before it took place. That's right, yeah. Like and not Saturday, only that, so, but she was drinking in Scots as a pub in Dunleary that's still yeah, there yeah. Um, th- that night. And me and Sophie had a gang of friends who used to drink in Walters across the road, the pub across the road, right? Down the road, yeah. Had yeah. we just been drinking in Scots, we would have known her for sure. She was exactly... She was nearly exactly our age. Yeah, yeah. she travelled in exactly the same crew. I There's people I we knew, and Dan as well, from the area too, knows, who were taken in for questioning. Uh, yeah. But there was 3,000 people interviewed Whoa. Uh, for this case. Uh, so that's all very home, yeah. touches on all our childhood, but such... It's just, it's never been solved. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. It's a crazy story because if you've the never way, heard the story, oh, it's, it's genuinely where it's just paying up one quick month of Patreon. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Patreon.com forward slash creep. Do that for the full story. And catching this story. But also just to put it on the main app, just a push for from her family and the Guardi at the moment for just to rejig everyone's memory of the story. But I'll tell you the story in the hive, another home hometown, with some personal libelous opinions in there too. Oh yeah, sexy libel. Anyway, why don't you take it away? I'm very excited. Let's go to Sophie. My pre, uh, my headline of this week is uh, the Great Art Attack. <gasps> in it, what is it? Go on. Of Alcatraz. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I was going to disappointed. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to tell us about Neil Buchanan's heavy metal band. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that exists. <laughs> Can you Everyone's tell what it is? Yes, secret oh, band. No, that's the that's embarrassing. You know, not yet. Um, who is, are we going? Can you tell what it is yet? Is that Ralph? I think that's Ralph. Oh God! It's an art it. attack. That's Neil. Is he also Italian? Sorry, no. Australian. No, he's English. No, with the red jumper. I know. Like, far this away. is an art attack. This is an art attack. This Making is art attack. The dog <laughs> made out of sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right. the big art attacks. Oh, drone yeah. footage from back in the day. They were ahead of their time. It was not they a drone. They were on a crane. They were definitely, definitely wasn't a crane. drone, I know. But Cherry like, picker, they, but you're they, right. That's what I mean. It's it's inspired inspired, shots. inspired yeah, yeah. the invention of. Absolutely. This is an art attack. <laughs> and the talking head. <laughs> Stop head. making sense. Making sense. Over to me. Is it? Is that Certainly. You're clicking at me. Okay. Go to the bathroom. No, you may not. 
And we'll catagum dulgadi on lehersh. Come on, you're back to school. Okay, when you're the and then are you going to slink in? Yes. Okay. Squeak out there, squeak. So squeaky. Squeakiest person in town. Okay. Buzzfeed headline. Buzzfeed headline is the great art attack of Alcatraz, which is. I would already get, she gave it's it like pretty five weeks ago. I know it's weak. But basically, we had a strong reaction to it, so you should have remembered. It's um, it's about the great escape from Alcatraz in the 1960s. Yes. Which is a story I feel like we all know. But we don't. But there's more, there's way more to it than I realized. And uh, I'm very excited to tell you about it. I can't wait. I'm also salivating. Excited for the fact that in preparation for today's episode, I rewatched The Rock. Seminal mid 90s action flick starring Sean Connery. They should not be kissing on Nicolas those steps. Cage. Yes! Yes. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. And that's a great flick. Oh, it's fucking class, lads. Like, honestly. I, this is a genre that I adore. As you know, Con Air is one of my favorite films of all time. Have you, Cassie's looking at, you've never, never heard of this. The Rock. I have, The Rock. The oh, Rock. It's... So it's like, in The Rock, it's just like, it's a brilliant premise. Speaking of The Rock, him and his whole family got COVID, sadly. Is passed that away. Not, <laughs> not true. All, all of them. Each and every rock and pebble in the whole family is dead. <laughs> just a beach, sandy beach. <laughs> Or I debris. <laughs> or I debris. That is She's smart. very good. That is clever. Um, okay, so the uh, <laughs> the rock is not in any way based on fact. Damn. But it was so good to get back to it. And honestly, I recommend everyone have a rewatch. It really holds up. Do you know the way when you go back to those old kind of like you know, 90s rom-coms or action movies, there's going to be some Problems. dodginess, there's going to be some fat phobia, a bit of racism. I find it's always be... a female thing that freaks me, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, there isn't really even a scrap of a woman in and The Rock. Which, safe, at least. Yeah, no, there's, a, there's a girlfriend, and at least she is, like, a somewhat two-dimensional character. And safe behind bars, presumably. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, but this, I swear, like, there was very little... There was just... It was just pure... Killer, no filler, very fucking good. Okay, okay. So have that's I mentioned just a side Treasure Island or the, so fucking remember the thing I was trying to force you to watch? No, Nicholas Cage again. Love. Treasure Island. I mean, oh I'll watch yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, yeah, tell us. Waste no time, friend. except for that Ghost Face one, Ghost Rider. Wouldn't no, watch that. wouldn't be interested wouldn't in that, that either. Okay, never okay, mind. Treasure Island. Watch Treasure that. Island. Okay. Disney Plus. I'll give you my login. You'll never look back. And there's two. Oh, fantastic! Listen, I love it. Love it. And in The Rock, not to go on about The Rock for too much yeah. longer now, but he actually basically plays his like H.I. McDonough character from Raising Arizona, but just parachuted into an action movie. It's It really works. Caring with a man with a daughter. Yes. Well, yeah. no daughter, but like... Girlfriend. He's got a pregnant girlfriend. And he's like a bumbling scientist. Ah, oh, my favourite like, Nicolas Cage. super ripped Con Air Nicolas Cage. He's like really nerdy, um, nervous Con uh, Nicholas Cage. Do you ever wonder what happened to Brendan Fraser? Castle? All the oh, time. Oh yeah, all the time. A Vanity Fair did Maybe a big piece bring out, on like, what happened to Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Flop after flop, flop a lop a ling long. That's because he did Mummy one, two till seven. Like he's getting paid. Like I would do that. He George of the Jungle. I was about to say George of the Jungle way more of an monkey issue. Monkey Bone. 
issue. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so there was a movie based on this story called The Great Escape uh, with Clint Eastwood made in the late 70s during his kind of Dirty Harry era. Do you remember that movie? Did you ever see it? It's class. She's done it. She did it. She's doing it. Oh my God. Sarah's not here to see it. You did do it. Okay, sorry. For those listening at home. We were doing it. Jen. We were vaping. We were all trying to vape and do this thing where you like vape and it comes out your mouth and then you You snort it back up your nose and apparently it makes you look cool and you get a million followers on TikTok. None of us could do it. Jen just sat down there. Hang on, I'm going to do it again for Sarah. Okay, here we go. She's done the ghost. You did that perfectly. Perfectly. TikTok, you can suck my tits again. Yeah. (laughs) You. It's like you keep missing the most obvious thing in the room. You're setting up all these great jokes and then being surprised when they're funny. <laughs> you um, A could have gotten with TikTok or TikTok. <laughs> Crap, I'm sorry. It's so good. I'm so happy for you getting that though. You nailed it. Didn't even get to enjoy it because I couldn't see. You've never looked cooler between the so fucking shoulder pads. Are you crying? I am. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna need to film that. But now we put it on everyone the Well, no, we've been sucking off the same. Oh, better just tell them into the microphone instead. <laughs> okay. That could be a personal we never, never know. <laughs> you never Look know. Look at it. It looks like I actually, it's my branded. little vibrator from Sex Shopper is almost exactly the oh size and shape. Now I'm going to think of your vibrator when I think. Yay. <laughs> I'd say if I could get in the right position, I could, su- I could no, suck sm- no. vape into my, into my oh vaginal my canal. I think you could do the ghost. Using your nose and vagina. <laughs> there's a, there's a challenge. So that, that's what it's going to be my opening, uh, what do you call that thing? The porn site that you sell? Only, only fans. fans. My only fans. <laughs> it's going to be that. Are it's you, just like, going to be that. You're not in the room. You're not even in the same building today. Sophie, what's your headline again? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Mother of Pod. <laughs> Speaking of, we should totally record a Mother of Pod. I know, we have a lot to do. We have a lot to do. It's on the list. Okay, so <laughs> I feel really bad bringing us back to Alcatraz in the 60s now. It's fine. She's cut all this shit out. Okay, all good. Okay, so um, <laughs> this uh, escape uh, is one of the most famous escapes of all time. Uh, because, right, Alcatraz, as you, you know, I presume, is a prison, prison in San Francisco Bay. On an it's island. It's on an island. It's like basically on a rock known as The Rock. And um, that's what The Rock called himself after, I presume. And um, it was always known as like... The unbreakable prison. Because of the the unsinkable Titanic. It's kind of asking for people to fucking do the exact opposite of what you are claiming. So they were always like, no one can break free of the rock. We've never lost anybody. Uh, Never lost anybody who's lived. Ah. A couple of people have actually gotten out, but then drowned and things like that. Because it's a good solid mile to San Francisco. What's in that in kilometers? Uh, about a kilometer, 1.25 kilometers. Who cares? Sorry, don't know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I'll stop. I'm only thinking in metric these days. Uh, so anyway, it was built in the 30s. And when it was built, when the prison was built, it was one of the biggest concrete structures in the world. But that's okay. amazing. Very. It's kind of mad. Um, America loves prisons. <laughs> <laughs> they need it, them. They will put they a lot of really money into them. them. Ah, yeah, and they cost a fucking fortune. So, like, in the 60s, uh, when this story takes place, it was cost about $13 a day to keep an inmate in Alcatraz versus about 3 or $4 a day in a normal penitentiary. But, like, I think they really had a boner for their kind of island prison, and they loved the kind of yeah. romance of it Yeah, mm. a bit. It was kind of mad. And, like, Alcatraz, like, housed really famous criminals. Uh, Al Capone was kept there. Um, your man... Fucking what was his name? Machine Gun Kelly. Oh yeah. Um. So it, it had a fair share of its celebs, and because it was kind of known as like unbreakable, uh, outable, mm-hmm. um, impregnable, impenetrable, all of those things, able. Um. It was like, it was like the end of the prison line for other prisoners who had tried to escape elsewhere. Right. They would like eventually they would wind up on Alcatraz. And so there was a big mix of uh, prisoners like who were either like uh, gangsters and like then there was really violent offenders. Um, and Mixed then bag. there was in the early 60s um, a prisoner called Frank Morris um, who was a bank robber uh, and was those. had been transferred from another penitentiary in 1961 after he tried to break out of yet again another prison and when they transferred him to Alcatraz on his transfer papers they put down his actual occupation formal occupation as escape artist Uh, and so that everybody knew everyone knew Frank Morris was um, like really ingenious he was said to have like a really high IQ really intelligent but like a real loner and like prison officials believed he was a psychopath and he didn't have anything to do with other people or so they thought. Then there was also another bank robber called Alan uh, West who had tried to break out of a series of prisons and wound up on the rock as well. And he was like in the neighboring cell to Frank Morris, the psychopath. I'd say they were just a ball ache. You'd just be like, oh God, these guys will not give just it up. Stop it. We'll just stay stop it. in the cell. But if you think about it, you're in the cell for 23 hours a day. Like all you've got to do is plan this. Yeah. And I was like, God, it's so much effort. God, they were at this for months. But then I'm like, what else are they doing actually? Like, what kind of ways did they escape from the other prisons? From the other ones. Okay, so the other two lads I'm going to tell you about are brothers. Their names are John Cl- and Clarence Anglin. And they were brothers. And so their one of their ways was brilliant. They had been in a, um, a Florida prison uh, together. They were done for bank robbery as well. They had robbed a bank with a toy gun. And were given like life sentences. I think that's why I like this story because actually none of these lads were like... No, they weren't like horrible murderers or anything like that. You know the way like bank robbers kind of whimsical. Yeah. We are. We love them. We love them. We kind of like all lovable rogues, you know. Totally. Oh, you're a brat, John Anglin. Would you stop robbing that bank with a little toy gun? I think that's... It's interesting that they put them all on the island with the high profile guys. Like if they put a load of kiddie kiddie fiddlers on the island, no one would pay attention. They were trying to... the, I, the kind of profile killed. of the island They'd be murdered within days but if it was just like Molester Island that no one would want to go near oh, you they know, could like hardly that turn Molester that into a tourist in America point 
Jesus, have you yes. ever watched that Louis Theroux? Yeah, horrendous. Oh, it's unwatchable. God. Yeah, it is. It's as bad as that that lad falling out of the hot air balloon oh, and trying to eat spaghetti. It was just, it's just all very difficult. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so the brothers had been in this other prison together, the Anglin brothers, and uh, one of them got a job in the prison bakery. And um, one day a guard noticed that he was like really straining to push this cart of bread <laughs> the bread box was not bread <laughs> he was like like he must have been making it so obvious and he was just about to push it into a lift in the prison and the guard was like hey up what's in your bread box there I don't know why I was in Auburn. and uh, John's and Anglin's brother Clarence was in the bread box oh for God oh. they were like you two are going to Alcatraz and um, so so they all wound up anyway in Alcatraz in the early 60s and uh so on, um, it was a June morning in 1962 when uh, the sound, the alarm was uh, sounded for get up time on Alcatraz, which is 6 a.m., bit of a ball ache. But so you're already to bed. Yeah. You're already to bed in prison. Um, so they do like a head count every morning and um, they'd just kind of call through the prison like, you know, to the bars, to the bars. And like all the prisoners would come forward to the bars in the front of their cells. And uh, they would do a head count. And so they got to the end of the head count and there was three missing. Um, now, I don't know why they didn't just come to the empty cell and be like, this is an empty cell. <laughs> but instead they like got to the end. Of, oh, we're down three. Hang on, hang on. We'll start again. Start, everyone back to them. Yeah, we'll start again. <laughs> and then they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now they had, uh, so this in Alcatraz, have you ever seen pictures of Alcatraz? It's, I've been to it twice. I'm obsessed what? with Alcatraz. I, it's a bit of a low-key obsession of mine. But like all the uh, all the cells are side by side facing outward, you know, facing onto a communal sort yeah, of... that feels like a standard visual. Yeah, standard yeah. visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so anyway, they could see through the bars um, into these cells that there was uh, three lads still in bed. Okay. Just... Oh, really? Uh-huh. Just bread. a bit tired. Three men made of bread. There, either bread. My brother and I used to say that if you're dead, you're brown bread, you know. Yeah. Anyway, he was like, "What? They're either sick or they're dead," um, was what one of the guards said. And so they opened up one of the prison's um, cells and pulled off the blankets, and the head rolled right off the bed. Not a body at all. Not a body at all. It was a clump of clothes arranged in the bed to look like a lump under the covers. And then the head was a, like uh, a bit of a papier-mâché and comb situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spit really? on tissue, molded together. And toilet paper and, and painted and toothpaste. Yeah. Very clever. Heart attack. These guys were very crafty, as we'll see. So that's it. Feels it. They discovered that three because... of the prisoners were missing. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Because like... As soon as there's going to be no like looking in and being like he's grand, he's I don't think no, they would bought do. them more time. Every hour through the night, prison guards oh. would come around you see and look through the bars and every check hour on the hour. So what they were seeing in there was the papier mache and comb head and literally real human hair on it, eyelashes, real eyebrows that they'd gotten from the prison barber shop. Quartet. Clever. Eyebrows. <laughs> anyway, and uh, yeah, so, you know, so immediately 
it was like fuck the whole island going into lockdown like where are these three lads we have to find them we have to find them we have to find them and this guy Adam West not Adam West <laughs> Alan West the whole time I was researching and I was like it's just like Adam West the guy who played Batman oh yeah um, it's Alan West Alan West like real cocky pipes up and he's like not gonna find him and they're like what the f- who are you what the fuck and he's like I planned the whole thing and they, but they're like, why are you, are you still, still here? here? It didn't go so well. So they <laughs> locked down the whole island and they could find not a scrap of evidence that the lads were still on the island. Okay. Oh, they but, were gone. So West just wasn't telling them any more information. He appeared to be cooperating, but he wasn't really telling them like anything that helpful. He told them all about the plans. Seems like, look, they couldn't have done it without me, but like I only could get them so far. <laughs> so uh, look this is what I know but it's not much <laughs> like all this extended really... conversation leading to nowhere I think it's just like oh so exciting just something different to do of a day and so what happened okay so what happened was um, it did all start with this guy Adam West Alan West <laughs> it's not the guy who played Batman TV's Batman Alan West was given a job. So you know the way, like they're all given jobs in prison and this always seems to be the first mistake of every prison guard is like giving prisoners like their, uh, you know, prison duty job. Yeah, okay. As soon as they're given a job, they're plotting through the job how they're going to get out. We've all seen Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Jen more than most <laughs> she loves fucking it. loves it I fucking love it I know everybody loves it but I am one of those everybody um, so anyway uh, he was given a job so try and picture the building for a minute right it's kind of like three stories of cells yeah on this block and up between the kind of ceiling of the prison block and the roof of the prison block there is a gap okay and it's actually a gap that can be seen from some of the points within the kind of like lower uh, gallery kind of uh, railed off areas. Basically okay. where guards would be walking up and down, they could see this gap. And there's loads of like pipes running all over the top of this bit and like bits and bobs of utility infrastructure and shit. Out and to the outside? or No, it's like between the kind of inner part of the building and then the ceiling of the building and then the roof is above it if you know what I mean okay so but it's not outside it's inside it's kind of hard to picture but basically it's just where all the kind of big pipes and electrics are running and there is like shafts going like ventilation shafts that go up out to the roof through this area but they're all cemented filled with concrete Many years before, they've been filled with concrete. And so this whole spot was all getting really fucking messy and dirty and neglected. And the ceiling above it needed to be repainted. So they gave this guy, Alan West, the job of going up there, repainting, clearing it out a bit. But the guards could see him while he was up there. Like he wasn't just off out on the roof or anything. And he looked at all the vents and stuff and he was like, oh, there's fucking worked out big ventilation out. shafts here. Um, but he spotted that they were all filled with concrete except for one that was looked f- clear initially but then he realized it was actually full of intersecting layers of bars really strong steel bars going all the way through this 
vent shaft that did lead out onto the actual open air roof of the building. Were they right. there to prevent a person getting out of there? Yeah, like everything in Alcatraz was taught through gotcha. in terms of like no escape. It's the inescapable building. So your man Alan was up there for a good few weeks kind of scoping it out and kind of doing his bits and jobs, doing his jobs. And he was always like really mindful that he couldn't be seen to be investigating the shaft. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because you don't want to be seen to be investigating a shaft in a prison. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, But he had the fucking brainwave. He noticed that the shaft, you couldn't get through it, but you could take it all the way fucking out because the building's so old and weathered by this point. It had been standing for 30 years on this like weather-beaten rock out in the middle of the sea. And um, he said that you could actually work it back and forth. It was screwed into the concrete but that you could actually get the whole shaft out, basically. So he was like, all right, I like it. And um, so he decided that uh, he was going to let some others in on his plan. Okay. Of uh, getting, getting out, out of the shaft. Yeah. And uh, he, so he knew that the, um, uh, what the fuck is it? Al- the Anglin brothers the old bread bin lads, he knew that they had, you know, broken out or tried to break out before. So he was like, okay, going to get them in on it and I'm going to get Frank Morris because he has the kind of mind that is going to overcome like all of the problems. And there is just loads of problems because even once you get out of the building, you're just you're on, on the roof. Rock. You're on the a roof. building in yeah. the sea. Yeah. You're like up, like on a three-story building in the middle of the sea. It's, Issues. There's issues after issues, really. And um, so he let them in on it. Um, So first things first was getting them out of the cells. So, right, they noticed at the back of each cell, there is like a little vent about the size of like an A4 sheet of paper. Okay. And um, they realized that they could take the vent off and they just needed to like dig. dig. The fucking like... Hole the film that I can't. just like the great the escape Shank Redemption and the oh. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so what they did was in at meal times in Alcatraz, uh, the uh, guards would count the knives at the end of meal time to make sure nobody had made off with a knife. But they Not didn't the count spoons. the spoons. They haven't played knifey spoony. Exactly. So they got the spoons and noticed that you could like bend off the bowl bit at the top, snap it off, and there, Bob's your uncle, you've got a kind of a shiv, yeah. which is even fucking better than a knife. And so they, you worked over, uh, you know, a period of about six months, widening scraping, 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 widening that hole. And putting the thing back. So here's more art attack. So they made mock vents to cover the work they were doing at the back of the cells at night. And uh, yeah, so they painted up little, they were very, very lifelike. Initially, they'd kind of tried to cover it with clothes and objects and stuff like that. But after yeah. a while, the holes were just getting to be really fucking big holes. So they made a bigger vent. So they made a replica of the vent. Or a small vent and then and like, a the fake wall. wall. Exactly. Yeah. And they were really, really well done. And they got like art supplies from the inmates who did art. And what they did was at night, right? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe nobody at Alcatraz thought this might be a bit of a stupid idea. They had music hour before bedtime at night. Okay. So that covered the sound of them digging their way out of the cell. Brilliant. Brilliant. So they finally like broke through the back wall of the cells, right? Into where? Into this kind of uh, like cavity that was full of pipes and shit. Okay. That's led ran up, to... up the three stories behind the cells. 
So you could climb up all the pipes and top, kind of top out at the very top of the building. Amazing. Yeah, like at this at the space where the shaft was. So they then, they what really worked about this whole attempt was that they were painstaking. They didn't rush it at all. They started going out of their cells at night and going up onto the top of the building Scoping to out. fabricate their raft. Oh my God, They're brilliant. building a boat. So what so they, they were going out there, they actually day. have loads of room for activities up there as well. Yeah, it was brilliant. like a craft corner. They were coming up. in, but the actual, the danger of that, they were coming in and out they every night. They were coming night. in and out like nightly, putting their dummy heads that they'd made uh, in the beds and just going up and down for months because they basically were like, it would be a suicide mission to go, to go without any kind of Raft. Raft or flotation devices. They were also building life jackets for themselves. Um, Out and so of what? The thing is, like, the two brothers, the Anglin brothers, apparently, when growing up, would swim great distances. So they were good and comfortable in the water, but like Frank Mars and Alan West, not a hope. And so what they were building their raft and their flotation device out of were these, like, prison issue rain jackets that prisoners were given who were doing work outside. Okay. So they would just, they just like would scab these jackets off these lads and like tear bits off them. Yeah. And there's definitely a sense that like other prisoners knew perhaps to some extent that there was a plan underway Mm. and that there's like a prison code where like if someone's kind of getting going, you fucking do whatever you can to help them. You don't cop or, you know, would you not be like, you cut me in? Or I'm going to destroy your plan. Yeah, I think that if you did that, though, then, like, you'd be just murdered Fucking with a yourself. in the dining room or something. Yeah, you, gotcha, know, you know that they have loads of supplies. Gotcha. Mm. So they basically got, like, all the rain jackets and, like, cut the arms off them and sewed them all together to make big, long tube. And then they, like, joined the tube. And then they... So that's the side of the raft. And then they used the body of the rain jackets to make the underbelly the base of the raft sounds like it shouldn't work but there was um, a magazine like uh, Mechanics Digest I think it was called um, found in one of their cells that had a ra- uh, an article called like how to make your homemade yeah. raft they myth busted and so they myth busted it exactly exactly that and even right this is so fucking smart your man Frank Morris played the it's not called the squeeze box. What's the accordion? The accordion. And um, he got permission to get some special part for the accordion. But when it arrived, he was able to kind of MacGyver it into being an, a pump to pump up the raft Amazing. and the life jackets that, just that they like made It's for just an accordion pumping up the raft. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> <laughs> the sound. <laughs> but it's during music hours. So it's cheering. It's, it's like, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and somebody else is like, <laughs> and someone else is like, on the banks of my own lovely Lee. That's for the Corconians. Anyway, um, so. And then finally the night came. They were all ready. They'd all the gear. And they were like, this is it, lads. This is the night. We're going for we're it. We're going for it. And then the thing is that like your man, Alan West, he was the weakest swimmer. And he had put like all his work into fashioning his life jacket in his cell. He okay. was obsessed with, I have to nail the life jacket or I'll drown. Yeah. And so he had dug, 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 dug 
until a certain point. And then he'd said to the others, I'm going to leave this last bit. I'm going to use this time to do my life jacket. I'm going to leave this last bit and I'm just going to kick through it on the night that we go. Okay. So he Um. basically gouged all the way to a point with his cell hole. But didn't ever go fully through. Ah, come Fucking on. Failed to prepare to I know. Exactly. He did the last to get out. Left without him. So what happened was on the night in question, he kicked through all right, only to discover that this fucking big fuck off huge pipe ran exactly directly behind his so bent So he hole. hadn't been coming out and No, going, he'd right. been working on his uh, life jacket Sorry. in the cell. Okay, and the He's rest He's basically of gotten so consumed by a craft project mm. that he oh, you neglected know the feeling, you know it. You know, once you get into it, it's like a flow state thing. It's a flow state, exactly. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's engrossing. It's absorbing. It's why we love it. So poor old Alan West. Um, Ditched. Wasn't, didn't craft work. Um, so he, he probably would have drowned through. let's be honest well no what happened was right he couldn't get around this pipe you can picture it yeah. and he was freaking you can picture that too yes kicking the pipe uh, everything trying to mangle his body to get around the pipe the other three lads were meanwhile out back already Waiting being like oh, we've got to go like yeah. if we're going to go we've got to go and then so I'd say there was a bit of hard decisions probably some recriminations you never know never liked him anyway but then ultimately I think your man Alan West was like look this is the name of the game we're in go yeah, fucking you win go. some you lose some they left him a paddle um, in case he managed to kind of like troubleshoot it and they went the three of them climbed to the top where did the they building. get the paddles from oh yeah they, they made, made the made paddles them. from um, shelves oh god just around the place I'm telling you they were incredibly resourceful it must was have taken an upcycling months. extravaganza it took six months oh yeah they were at it around the clock like so they got up to the roof cavity bit. They had already removed the shaft, but then they had like put it back in place with like temporary clamp things. Yeah, to they give were the illusion very of very handy, so that it was the illusion that it was and still in, but they could remove it quickly. Then it was when it came dark to it. for those six dark. months during the time they were out there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they so they removed the shaft, got out onto the roof. First fucking breath of freedom in you know decades. Um, well, they were in their thirties, so like they'd been in for about ten years. Um, they got to the side of the roof and they had the raft, they had all their shit and they had to scale down like a 50 foot wall, basically. So there was just like, even beyond just everything they'd already been through, there was still like problem after problem. They had to like scale down this wall. They had to like go over one fence that had barbed wire over the top. With all their shit. With all their shit. Go over a second fence that had barbed wire over the top. All the while evading patrolling officers that were always patrolling the perimeter. It was like 11 o'clock at night or whatever. And they pushed off from one of the beaches Never to be seen again. Oh, chronic. All dead. Well, no. Oh, sorry. So your man, right? Meanwhile, down... Successful escape, no bodies. Well, yeah, no bodies, exactly. So meanwhile, in the prison house, your man had actually managed to widen his hole enough to get out around the pipe. Hey-o. Oh, hey uh, Up to the shaft. Hey-o. Uh, got his paddle. Um, got out onto the roof. He was like, I'm fucking doing it. I'm coming, lads. I'm going to stop, dead stop, drop to the ground. Holy fuck, there was a guard patrolling right where he needed to climb down the side of the building. (gasps) Alan West lay out on that roof for six hours through the night waiting for for that guard to to fuck fuck off. off. 
And he didn't. And he never did. So he had to go back to and his cell. And the sun, Alan West watched My the sun God. rising. As he went back into the cell. And I presume he had a little cry. No doubt. He went back down into the cell. So immediately because that was his only chance that was his shot because then everything would be blown as soon as they were discovered gone so he just knew it was over game over so the huge manhunt was launched right they were like we need to find these guys they're basically humiliating it was humiliating exactly it was just a big exercise in saving face for the FBI and the US Marshal Service they were like we gotta find these guys we gotta find these guys no sign of them anywhere Um, so uh, they sorry where am I going they're three really handsome lads they are you wouldn't turn them back in they are but in that classic 60s way in that classic 60s, I just got out of prison way. Yeah, the you wouldn't back hair. Yeah, you wouldn't You wouldn't turn Clarence in again. All right. Really? I think John, yeah, Clarence is, yeah, Clarence is probably the best looking. Ra- Frank Morris, slightly kind of rat features. If you had to peg one of them. <laughs> Definitely Clarence. Right. Absolutely yeah. Clarence. Absolutely. So anyway, the authorities were sick that they had gotten away and worse that they weren't showing up and they found the makeshift raft washed up the next morning on a nearby island about two miles away and they were constantly trying to be like see the raft is here so like they must be uh, dead Dead. well if I was escaping from prison on an island I too would throw the raft back into the sea to throw people off the trail exactamundo but Okay, but sure, if, if the raft washed up intact no. Also, they were hardly going to take the raft, like, all the way to Mexico. Yeah. They, they were clearly going to switch vehicle at some point. Walk, three lads walk around with a raft would have been very <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> In matching denim jumpsuits. But because nobody had boy ever escaped from Alcatraz, <laughs> none of the local towns had ever experienced anything like this. So lads showing up looking a bit weird, it may not be their first reach you know if you live near a prison I would imagine the uh, very occasionally someone would go missing in a jumpsuit well yeah like oh shit but Alcatraz it had never happened so there was never any expectation well nobody seen. never made it to shore uh, a couple of people oh, had made might it have washed out, up. but yeah they oh, died right. in the swim and stuff and um, nobody's ever had the audacity to make a boat in secret on in the prison like, magic fucking class they also discovered a plastic bag that was full of photos and names and addresses of friends and relatives of the Anglin brothers. Right. So not there was two not a great theories sign. on this one. They were kind of like, oh, in a way, like if it was such a precious object, surely they would have like t- secured it better, tied it to them or something like that. Okay. Not lost it. So other people were like, oh, betcha this is another red herring. They're like throwing this in to make it look like they drowned you know yeah yeah I know I don't buy either of those but wait well, they could have just smart lost it. enough that if one of them was like I'm going to take this bag of memories of my family another one would have been like ah here if you drop that we're in trouble you're right there might have been a bit of a skirmish and then yeah them they're not going to be smart in, enough to I do guess. all this and then be dumb enough because if to you take m- the memory book with no, to identify exactly who they are I gotcha okay yeah. okay but but now this is hopeful because I think we're all rooting for them, right? Um, what were their crimes again? Just bank robbery, bank, bank robbery, robbery yeah. And the Anglin brothers did it with a toy gun because they didn't want to hurt anyone. I love them, lovely. and it was America, so they could have got a gun. 
Totally. They had the option. And there was enough guns floating around back then. As there is now. More. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, um, it's mad, isn't it? Like, I know. I wanna, I'd never want to live in a country where I could own a gun. Me neither. You Did know? you see that video there a couple of weeks ago where yeah. they were like, um, this boy, they got a child actor to go around and see if he could get beer or weed or like dirty comics or like... Oh, oh, that kind Sorry, of dirty comics. Stop you right there. Dirty comics. A dirty That's comic. That's adorable. Are you a living in the 1930s? <laughs> dirty book. Dirty books. And he tried to get all these other things. And everywhere they're like, no, you can't get that. I tried to get into a movie or something. They're like, no, you can't do that. And he walked into the store and he bought a gun legally. <gasps> 14. No. 14. America. Are you Come okay, on, guys. Man? We cut our ties with America after that Zoom. So I'm not talking about them anymore. <laughs> Why? No, we remember on the Zoom, we decided America. that we just. We have American people listening right now. It's exciting. But they're probably not gun holders or holding one as they listen. Let's hope not. <laughs> anyway, um, so what What do you have there that you were going to say? Oh, yeah. So sorry. Um, you know, on the like list of friends and relatives and acquaintances and stuff like that. So yeah. um, two days after the uh, flight okay. of the lads, um, an attorney's office got a phone call and the secretary answered and he was like, I want to speak to a lawyer. Um, my name's John Anglin. And she was like, okay, honey, now what would this be in connection to blah, blah, blah? And what did you say your name was again? And he just said, read the papers. <gasps> and then hung up. And, wait for it, that attorney's office was on the list that was recovered from now, that Now, that means it was definitely like, has to have been. So feels like unless there was only two attorneys' offices in the vicinity. No, no, there's loads. So there's loads. They have to be alive. But also, why would you ring an attorney's office with your real name? Um, isn't that strange? Yeah, yeah, I feel like you'd reveal it when you got into the room. Yeah, but maybe just to get people put on, so they take you seriously, perhaps. Okay, so authorities investigated the escape for 17 years. <laughs> okay. But never came up with any promising clues. Let it go, lads. And they officially closed the case in 1979 and the three men were declared dead. Okay. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Yes. <gasps> okay, for starters, right. Well, one thing I want to say on my theory is there's three bodies going into the water. Yeah. Surely law of averages. One at of least one of them would have been found. Yeah. And others have been, have washed up in the past. Okay. Like there is currents and things like that. And it is kind of like right there beside the Pacific Ocean or whatever. But like to have no trace of the bodies. Anywhere. Any one of them is wild. Okay. So the other thing is that there's a couple of like bits and pieces of stories that came out afterwards. So here's one I really like, right? The Anglin brothers' mother. Ma Anglin okay. received a bunch of flowers, no card, every year on her birthday. They're alive. For years. Come on. They're definitely then, alive. When she died in the 70s, um, a lot of people came out to the funeral, popular family. Two very tall uh, Strangers. women, heavily made up, <gasps> attended the funeral. The yes. funeral was also attended by the FBI because the FBI never stopped watching this family. And apparently the ladies disappeared before the FBI could apprehend them and question them. That's fucking brilliant. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. 
That's class. That is good. Now, also good is... Um, what about the third guy? The third guy, uh, there is one sighting of the third guy um, that in 2011, a cousin of the third guy, Frank Morris, who was big brains of the operation, he was Clint Eastwood in the movie, a cousin admitted that he had met his cousin Frank Morris at a park in San Diego soon after the breakout in 1962. But it was past and the time. And this cousin admitted it on his like deathbed. Like people were going to the grave with information about this stuff. Oh, no doubt oh. the guards were like, we, if anybody ever, ever gets a lead on this and doesn't, I mean, I'd say the humiliation. The humiliation. Like was driving it all forward. So much so that, right, in, um, but, 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 where is it? A letter was allegedly sent to um, San Francisco police station in 2013. Okay. Okay. That claimed to be written by John Anglin. <gasps> and they sat on it. It wasn't discovered for five years by press. Like they did, <sighs> they still, what did the letter 40 say? years later, were so morto, they just wouldn't have it. They just wouldn't have it. So the letter said, My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I am 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. If you announce on TV that I will be promised to first go to jail for no more than a year and get medical attention, I will write back to let you know exactly where I am. This is no joke. And they didn't do that. No. No contact was made. They tested the letter for fingerprints, used like all of their resources to prove that the letter um, was a true account and truly what it purported to be but the results were said to be inconclusive they just let him die bullshit they just let him die I swear to God because it was just easier and less embarrassing yeah absolutely he obviously had no insurance and wasn't able to pay he just needed help yeah Yeah. and he was like I've got this this is my one ace in the hole kind of and so crushing that it was never responded he said in that letter that um, they'd all made it out and that Clarence Anglin lived until 2011 and Morris died in 2008. So they lived to a good old age in their 70s there. And um, so, right, this, like, this went into US martial jurisdiction, right? And in 2012, this guy, Michael Dyke, um, inherited the case and he said that he'd combed the evidence and he felt that there was definitely enough evidence that they were still alive. Um, obviously there was the reports of um, the they, mother receiving flowers there was also like a, a picture sent to the Anglin family that allegedly shows John and Clarence um, taken 13 years after oh, their yeah. escape in now, Brazil in Brazil standing beside a big rock as a way of telling us totally do you think yeah Definitely. And they're wearing like blue and stuff like that. The Alcatraz prison jumpsuit was denim. I just feel like it's oh. all very telling. There's a tree. Now, the lads in question have facial hair and sunglasses on. Obviously. But they obviously had to be careful. You know? That's very interesting. Yeah. I think there was loads of kind of m- misnomers and kind of different leads. Like, um, you know, an officer in San Francisco on the night of the escape said he'd seen a white boat out in the bay. 
and it had no lights on, but it appeared to be like shining a flashlight into the water. Look, people are full of shit. And they could never find that it. Well, that's true. There's loads. They of love kinda... getting just their ore in. Actually, this you'll hear about more of those full of shit people in my story in the hive. Excellent. And the kind of the drama stirs up like I think I saw something too. Like everyone wants attention. Everyone wants the attention around the time. Yeah. But the family members of the two brothers, the Anglins, like they only eventually, like on his deathbed, their brother, the two boys' brothers, said that he had been in contact with his convict brothers um, from 1963 until 1987. So confirmation. Like, at the yeah yeah it feels like yeah they're it feels alive. like they totally they made did, it they lived they totally lived fantastic good for them absolutely Just pure class like that's crafting and an art attack it that really pays is. off Come, thank you for that glorious story and thank you for listening to the creep dive if you want more I'm about to give you more but you're gonna have to pay for it. Do it. Pay <laughs> for it. Do it. Do Someone was on saying that we lured them in, or you lured them in with your hometown tell. Uh, not last not week, the, the previous eyes. week of lying eyes. Yeah, oh, they were like, out? Okay, I came I'm in. in oh, it'll be uploaded. Yeah. Oh, it's but, today. Weird. Oh, it's today. It'll go up today. Sorry. Anyway, that's Drew in. She's obviously paid, and it's not there. So hopefully, she's still. Oh, damn. It's anyway. Coming. Whatever. It'll be there. <laughs> Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you to our current patrons. You're really helping us You're out. You're our favourites. We love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.